Hi, Tom. Wait, have we started started? Yeah, well, we can start now or later. No, that's okay. Let's just start now. We're, you know, alley cats right now, pawing at each other from separate alleys across the province. And oh. Here we are. There's nothing more tragic than alley cats separated by space and time. I agree. If only we had one long piece of spaghetti that we could slowly eat until our lips touch once more. I think maybe I could tape it to where the webcam is and it would just look like it's happening. If you want to it's virtually fine. eat spaghetti next week. Or like a really thin dildo. You probably have a bunch of those. Oh no, just joking. You have massive ones. <laughs> yeah, my dildo would literally like obscure the entire camera lens. My entire room would be gone. Hi listeners. Thanks for tuning in. That's Elliot. And that's Tom. And we are Dickwick. And that is do you. Queer. What? Hi. Queer. Except we're virtual now. We're virtual now. Are we virtual now? Is that well, what it means? Well, so Tom, so Tom is, where are you? I don't know. Okay, you're on an island. I'm on an island. I'm here with my, um, my BF and his dogs. And we're just on an island, and there was a storm last night. It's the beginning of a gay horror movie. I will die first, because I'm the asshole. As long as the dogs don't die, I think everyone's fine. I don't think dogs are allowed to die. And your BF. I think that you're the one, maybe, that's going to die. I'm the one that's totally going to die. Or be the one that turns out to murder everyone. Exactly. Classic scream ending. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, that's wonderful. So, you don't know where you are, but you're on an island. So, we are recording over Zoom, and also we couldn't even be in the same room if we wanted to because of the pandemic. No, we couldn't. So, yeah, here we are. How, how are you holding up in the pandemic? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I don't know, I'm doing all right. I think maybe we'll get into this more next week and not an introduction, but um, the long and the short of it right now is I'm, I'm holding up. How are you? Um, today I'm holding up. It's very up and down for me. Um... It's a myriad of colors hourly. Last yep. night I had a, a bit of a breakdown, and by a bit I mean a big breakdown. And um, I'm alive today, and I feel like I maybe needed to get that out, and I feel better today. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, was it like a crying breakdown or a yelling breakdown or both? Right. I don't know why those are the only two kinds of breakdowns. They are. Okay. Okay, well, I, yeah, crying is cathartic and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all, at least you're on an island, right? least I'm on an island. You're it's like just this all of a sudden weird, like you know. I always pride myself on pride myself and like bemoan my state of busyness at all times, and so to literally have everything in my life evaporate is quite shocking. And I feel so many things about it, as I'm sure you do, and everyone does. Totally, except this is something that I do want to say when we like get into it more, but I, I feel quite privileged, especially in academia, because everything has not obviously seamlessly or smoothly, but everything has kind of transitioned in a way that's still able to deal with, and honestly, nothing's dissolved for me, so I feel very, very lucky. Okay, I will echo that lucky statement and say that I'm very lucky to be where I am. I have the privilege to walk outside because nobody else is here, and you know, yeah. be with Someone I love. A lot of people are alone. So, yeah. Amazing. Um, also, on that note, shout out to every single essential worker right now. You are amazing and you are literally our heroes. Yeah. So, thank you. Um, this Okay, so let's just give some context as to what's going down for our listeners. No, let's just... No, I'm joking. <laughs> let's just keep them in the dark. This is our season four first episode. This is our premiere. Oh uh, Tom and I have decided to just jump right into releasing one of our pre-recorded interviews with our amazing guest, guest Alex Verman. Instead of kind of doing a, a touch base as the first episode, we're just going to give you this wonderful guest right off the bat. This was recorded in, I think, January. So um, it's back before the world exploded or like, wow, the world was exploding. So there's elements of joy that still exist with this recording. That's why we feel like we wanted to get it out there. Also, Alex was an incredible guest with lots of thoughtful and hilarious things to say. There's also a lot of stuff that they say that also, like, I think could maybe help people in this time. So so definitely tune into that. And we just need to say Tom is, is hacking up a storm in this episode. And this I'm was monstrously sick. It is not with any kind of COVID-19 <laughs> virus, not even COVID-18. None um, of the COVIDs. 
it was just a run of the mill cold. So I am fine. I am alive, and it was just a run cold. And I apologize for my boy. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Um, okay, so without much further a queer, um, we'll get into it. But I think I, I like how you said that there's elements of joy in it because I, I feel like is it jarring for people to listen to a pre-pandemic world, or is it what people need? I hope it's kind of an escape. Um, yeah. But well, we maybe can... this is we're giving them a little bit of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. And next week we're going to do uh, a Tom and Elliot answer our season four question, and we're going to do a more kind of in depth check in with each other and about the project. But I think that everyone just needs some good old classic Dickwick material. Let's give them some Dickwick. Give them those Dickswicks. No, that's it. <laughs> that's just silence. <laughs> you know what? We can actually blame we can blame missed beats on uh, technical issues now. Sure, why not? Oh, sorry. That was that was a glitch. Oh, no. My Wi-Fi's down. The one silver lining in all of this is that Jesse has finally become obsolete, which is what we wanted. Absolutely. I feel like I'm just going to replace Jesse's voice with Hal's voice from <laughs> fucking Space Odyssey. And um, it's just the computer now. It's just the Borg. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that for us. I love that for both of us as well. Um, I should just say, too, that Pepper is perched and ready um, they are living their best life in all of this, which is slightly disturbing for everyone involved, but um, we still have our deities watching over us. Of course. And yeah. we have some new deities around too. I'm with some very cute dogs at the moment. They're the cutest dogs I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, so Tom, do you have anything else to say? I don't really think so. If we're going to really do a deep dive next week, I would just like, let's highlight that you've been extra slutty during this time. Totally. Let's highlight that I've been extra unstable during this time oh, in, like, a hilarious way. Can we do two follow-ups to that? First oh. is, um, I haven't been having sex with, like... Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I haven't been spreading COVID-19. I haven't been breaking <laughs> quarantine, I swear to God. Um, but I'm been, sorry, Elliot. <laughs> should have clarified that. I have, though, you're right, been incredibly virtually slutty. Yeah. Which I like. And I've been every opportunity I can to mock you online i say this on the international day of bullying so oh my god happy international day of bullying i mean of, of anti-bullying i'm sorry <laughs> wow i haven't done this in a while okay uh, you know what that's our take on bullying bring it back bring it back more um <laughs> queers don't get bullied enough that's what we think on our show queers need to bully more queers nope i don't think that i don't know why i said it <laughs> okay so uh, also tom said that he's not mad that i'm being slutty at all he's just mad that i'm being basic which I think... That's true. You know? That's true. I've been Every trying. Day, like a new, like, Insta story of his, like, new blonde hair, and he's looking, like, serious, and, like, you can see the tip of his came out. Okay. Like, face like, a gay twink. You definitely, I hope, cannot see the tip of my penis. Otherwise, I need to delete some things. Um, also, <laughs> my new blonde hair now has roots, and I look like Joe Exotic. Almost literally. That's not true. That's a, I think you said that about me. I never said that. It's happening. It's yeah. coming. That's um, then, gonna get worse. Are you going to re-dye it? Uh, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't think I want to go back to not being blonde, but um, also I you, have no way. You know what I did when I had that hair? Is I made it like um, two different things. I made it like fire hair. Like I, it was uh, the, the roots were brown and then blonde and then yellow and then pink. And then I spiked it up. Oh my God. And then, or you can do like a cheetah print, which is what I did. But actually, I don't think you should do that now that on second thought. I'm also not bisexual. So it's like all those options, all those doors are closed to me. You know? <laughs> I saw a meme the other day, which got me so upset. It was like, oh, now that you have your Dom top by boyfriend, here's what his room looks like. And I swear to God, it was a snapshot of my room, almost identical. Like nothing on the walls, the blinds were closed. It's just a mattress on my floor because I broke my bed. Laundry on the bed, like just like electronic strewn. Like it was so absurdly upsetting. And I can't even call you basic anymore because I am basic. You are, you are the epitome of a bi dom top, Tom. Bi Tom, dom top, Tom. That's you. <laughs> I'll take it. You know what? There are worse things. I had a second follow-up for you also. Um, ooh, I'm using really bad headphones right now, and they're cutting out. One second. Um, Why I are you using headphones? I'm trying to gauge. These headphones are being fed out of the audio. I'm trying to gauge how the how the mic sound that you're speaking into. Okay. It's if there's dog me. panting in my sound, it's because there's a dog panting beside me. There's so, kind of oh. not enough dog panting. I would like there to be more if you can make it louder. <laughs> 
tune in next week, folks. Um, your, can we talk about your your hilarious instability just for like one second? Sure. I mean, it's we like I I already touched on it a little bit before, but like to usually have one million things going and then have nothing going, you really forced to sit with yourself and figure out who you are. And I have figured out some not not helpful things that's like this is no secret to anyone but i need constant attention like constant attention thoughts and prayers for my boyfriend at the moment please oh my god i feel so bad for him yeah that's horrifying um at this point i feel like he's just gonna make a cardboard cutter of himself and put it in a room just so you feel observed as long as that cardboard cutout can hold me oh my god wow tom you're a lot of us right now so thank you for sharing the truth i'm gonna say this funny and it is funny but also serious but i think at the root of it is wow when i actually like the reason i fill my life with so much stuff is that when i actually sit down and spend time with myself i don't like myself very much it's actually funny you say that because a lot of that comes out in this episode so that's like a nice little lead up into your psyche well um, Without they're queer. Okay, sure. Let's just jump right in. Let's Wait, leave. Sorry, did you have something else? No, I, let's leave that hanging till next week. I like that. Let's okay. let's, let's discuss further. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, so it feels so weird to like say bye to you over a computer. Um. Yeah, it does. It's really sad. I, but, I know. Not to the listeners because you're going to hear us talking I- imminently. Except you might sound like you're in a giant like tin bullet. So I do. We'll see. Um, without further queer, enjoy Alex Verman. This episode is fucking stellar, and thank you, Alex. Um, Thanks, Alex. We love you. Thanks, listeners. Thanks, Bye. listeners. Bye. Elliot. We're here with our very amazing, very special guest, Alex Verman. So excited. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Oh no, uh, I love hearing, hearing the sound of my own voice, so I, I jumped at the opportunity. <laughs> You've come to the right place. Yeah, you really have. <laughs> Alex, can you introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. Um, I'm a Cancer. Oh. First and foremost. Say no more. Um, an averse top um, and an anti-imperialist <laughs> um, writer, critic, um, and scare quotes activist scholar. Um based here in Toronto, and what else is important about me there's a know. lot of a really yeah important there's a lot of I there's mean, a lot of heavy number facts one, there. it was the right order I mean, <laughs> yeah i'm glad i really you know hit hit the heavy stuff also and, oh, no a uh, verse top i wasn't sure at first if you said an averse top or if you were averse oh no no, tops, no. But... i i'm 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 averse to tops but i am a verse Space top. Oh, that's the real catch twenty two. Oh, right. you're an averse top verse top. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Averse yes. top averse to tops. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. I guess I'm that too. Yeah. You're averse. To I most think in a way humankind. we're all averse to tops. Oh. <laughs> there's something kind about that, isn't there? No. Tom, what were you gonna say? Um. I, oh. Well. I'm. I'm wondering. I'm so happy that you're here joining us today, Alex. I'm wondering you can talk about a little bit what you do. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I guess a, a, a key little identifier I left out is that I, I also am a, a, a trans person um, and I'm a journalist. Um, so in addition to, um, I guess, schoolwork, um, <laughs> like uh, uh, scholastic projects, um, I also do uh, freelance writing, um, primarily about uh, trans issues, um, but largely about uh, politics. Um, sort of critiquing the politics of visibility um, and generally sort of uh, arguing in favor of revolution, kind of broadly defined. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm published um, and I, I write most of the time um, and it's not a career, but we do it. Um, <laughs> and I also, uh, uh, I, I try to get my hands as dirty as possible in um, anti-imperialist activism here in the city, uh, particularly around uh, Palestine solidarity work. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. How did you get into writing? Um, that's a good question. Um, I've always wanted to be a writer, like since I was a kid, but it was more like fiction. Um, and then I got involved with the school newspaper when I was an undergrad. Um, and I've always been a, a pretty good writer for school. Um, but then things sort of snowballed. Uh, I was working uh, in copywriting and I still do a little bit freelance um, where I can. Um, 
but uh, I don't know, like one, um, one hot take begets another. Um, and then uh, <laughs> projects start to run together and then you, you know, without realizing you start to develop a bit of a body of work. Um, I like to sort of be in conversation with other people and also um, primarily with myself. Like as I, I, when I said I like the sound of my own voice, that's like, that's not really a joke. Like if you, want, you fit in here. I well. can cut this episode. So Tom and I's voices are gone and it's just actually you. I would love that. Actually, I was going to request. I mean, I would love that because my voice is uh, barely happening. Tonight. Yeah. What's going on with you right now, Tom? <laughs> well, I'm not sick. So, I mean, I'm not sick. I am sick. <laughs> You're not well. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, not well. And I would like to uh, take this transition into asking us all what our color is at the moment. Fantastic. So if you want, I'll go first. Please. Because my take color is like a a murky, cloudy green. Ooh. Like a boggy Gross. green. Ah. Like I'm like sifting through a bog and there's like possibly alligators, definitely logs, mm. like moss. Okay, now it's hot again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can there be a alligator play? I love yeah. it. <laughs> Can there be a bog witch at your bog? Is that... Uh, you are there, okay, so... Okay, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. You know when you're just stuffed up and cloudy and nothing mm-hmm. makes sense and everything's heavy and mm-hmm. all you want to do is drink yourself to bed? <laughs> is that not like a default state? I don't understand. Oh, uh, surprisingly for me, it's not, which is why I'm, I guess I'm really downtrodden. Oh, <laughs> you're so downtrodden. <laughs> okay, well, can I can I take that in contrast? Please, please. I think we're back on normal tracks because we're a little bit opposite okay, right now. Okay, good, good. Um, my color is, you know, when you have a house plant and you've neglected it for a while and it's like, it's, it's yes. right? <laughs> Tom, yes. No, I take fabulous care of all my house plants. Fantastic. Yeah. Great answer. I'm um, a success in all areas of my life. If you were to have not done that, <laughs> sometimes it gets a little bit like limp and then the green starts to get a little bit less green and then you rewater it and it comes like very vibrantly back to life. Okay. Deep, deep green. That's the color that I am because it's really shocking to find out that if you actually take care of yourself, um, physically and mentally, you feel better. Explain. I feel I know, attacked. I right know. Now. It's super, super confusing. I'm just, it's new territory for me, but I've been yeah. feeling really good lately. Um, and also, I've recovered from food poisoning. I got salmonella. So I'm just Gross. like on a, on a high kick right now. It's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Mazel congratulations. Tov. Thank you, Tom. I'm glad waiting. that you're a vibrant phoenix plant Ooh, yeah thank you for that i yeah, yeah. alex yeah. um i'd say i'm i'm slate gray um mm. but that's a good thing for me um i've been very busy mm. i have uh, uh there's a lot to do um but i find that i'm kind of at my best when i'm busy mm. um i really need a structure like in my life like it's hard when you're a freelancer um it's very hard to like have a sense of like structure in your days um so like i really have to impose that upon myself and when you're busy then it becomes possible to kind of create a structure just because there's not a lot of downtime for nonsense Mm -hmm. um so it's good and i say slate gray in particular because it feels like a like um my mind is kind of wiped and and then i get to add things onto it um so i feel uh, quite clear-headed um, and I'm excited to like after this like come home and like get more stuff done that I need to get done um, who knows if I actually will but I'm excited by it at least in theory what are your strategies wow. to motivate yourself to stay structured um, so I have ADHD and it's like pretty intense uh-huh. so like I've had to really develop a lot of strategies um, the main thing is to actually like write down a to-do list and be like um, turn it r- truly every goal into a separate task um, cause that way, like if you like accomplish a little bit of it, then it starts to, uh, develop a sense of momentum. I see. Um, and also like give yourself space to do a half-assed job. Yeah. Cause like, oh, I like truly cannot do all the dishes right now. I'll do half of them Yeah. and I'll do the other half later. Um, I love that. you, you I gotta be, that. you gotta like build in being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because tr- like a lot of, uh, mental stuff I find happens in cycles. I'm a very emotional person. Mm. Um, I mentioned I was a cancer. Um, <laughs> and so the, uh, uh, I think there's um, it's really easy to want um, to get rid of that emotional sort of element and to not create space for it but um, it, it's going to take up space no matter what so like you you have to also be like oh I can't do this right now and that's okay mm-hmm. and start with things that actually make you happier like which is also how I do a lot of my writing like I start with paragraphs and sections that I feel strongest about and most confident about and then I fill in the rest of the stuff later like, you don't have to start at the beginning. Who's, who decided that? Me. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How does that feel, Tom, when you hear that? Um, as a tiger Gemini, I uh, half of me is excited by it and half of me rejects it. Typical. Yeah, very typical. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. I like well, as half- a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> as a faggot, I love it and I support you. <laughs> that's kind. Yeah. I like to think about a half-assed job. I'm 
Mm-hmm. I get in my head so much that if I don't think I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, I won't do it, which is yeah. just a lie I tell myself to work smarter, not harder. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm in the middle of this really intense math course for Ew. school right now, and it's utterly putrid. Mm-hmm. So I've just decided I'm going to do just the bare minimum yeah. to get by. I, I've only failed at math in my life, though I, I have an appreciation for math gays because I found a lot of them are hot. Ma- uh, wait, that, that's true. I haven't met any math case. All right. Maybe well, you're becoming one yourself. Yeah. How dare you? Maybe this is part of your journey. Exactly. No, no, no. I ju- we just said it was a positive thing. All right. <laughs> um, if I can get a little like ooh, ooh, crystals a little bit for a second, I found that yes. also like a, a lot of this sort of um, stability and recognition um, has come almost paradoxically um, from transitioning. Um, which is funny because like uh, um, I'm taking a, a estrogen and progesterone and both but especially the latter are associated with mood swings mm-hmm. um but i find that like well it may be true that i'm more emotional than i was before um i can't help but imagine transition as a bit of a spiritual process you're making a choice every day about the kind of person you want to be um and and to do that requires a sense of clarity and presence in one's body that i really wasn't in touch with before huh. and that's also forced me to get more in touch with um what i want and how i feel um, and that's spilled over into many areas of my life, um, which also means that sometimes I'm a, more of a bitch than I was before. Because I just like, if I don't want to do something, I just don't fucking do it. I love that. That's <laughs> so much. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Congratulations. That's fucking amazing. Thank you. So yeah, I think it's that. very sexy of me. Yeah, very <laughs> sexy. I agree. Um, how easy is it to ex- like access hormones in Toronto? Um, so it depends. Um, and I've written about this before. Um, I've written about this in an article for Briar Patch mm. about DIY transitioning. And I also wrote it a little bit. It was the same pitch that I actually sent to two places, but I went in two different directions. Um, and a little bit about non-binary transitioning for them.us, um, which is, I don't know if they exist anymore. Um, I think they still do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, not, that's not my tedious bill. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, accessibility depends on a lot of things. Um, I'm a white person, so like that has like a significant role to play. Um, but also... Um, uh, it, it's it's more about finding uh, a physician that will refer you to an endocrinologist. And then mm. you kind of just got to wait and answer the questions the right way. I happen to have an endocrinologist who's very chill. Um, <laughs> characteristically, like, uh, uh, or I guess uncharacteristically of endocrinologist, characteristically of him specifically. Um, so, like, it's actually been pretty um, non-stressful, <laughs> I guess, as, as, as a process. Though I know a lot of people have, have a very different experience, especially in other parts of Canada where with, rules like, can be different. With waiting times? Is that with waiting you're... times and also accessing care. Like, even, okay. like, the, depending on different avenues, people who go through CAMH have a, a more difficult experience with their gender identity clinic there um, or what does replace their gender identity cr- clinic there. Um, and also, um, uh, and, I, and I wrote about this in the article for Briar Patch, but that... Um, uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, physicians can actually just like do that right away. That they can refer you to the right person, or they can even start prescribing stuff. Oh, really? Um, but it's up to their discretion, basically. Um, and a lot of them, even well-intentioned, could be like, "This is my area. I'm going to pass this off." But then, if that happens a lot of times, and it ends up kind of just continually going away, there's there's um, one of my sources for uh, for the article called it uh, a lack of clinical courage. Okay. Oh wow. So oh, so they would enact their discretion because of their ignorance is that right ignorance and because uh an ignorance in a lot of respects ignorance because maybe just a professional ignorance like this is not my forte i don't know how to handle it on ignorance because they're like i don't know if this is person is really transgender or like mm-hmm. i don't know if this is what i want to deal with like all kinds of things is a lot of that like specific to you being like non-binary and transitioning or is that just like general to the yes and no i think it's general to the transition of experience generally wow general to general okay um love <laughs> that we're all writers yeah. here don't worry yeah i love that as a writer um um i don't think uh hmm i'm i want to resist the impulse to um specifically politicize a non-binary identity because i think um for a lot of reasons, mostly because I don't think that 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 kind of politics actually really exists. Like, I don't think that's like a, that uh, speaks to a real material relation. Um, Can you explain that a little bit for me? Yeah, just like um, I think uh, the ways in which my body is politicized is m- similar is is similar to the ways in which I'm just a faggot, and also to the ways in which I may be proximal to trans women's experiences, as opposed to something that's specifically non-binary that I share with other people who are non-binary. Um, 
non-binary is by definition a very broad and vague category right. with a lot of variation in terms of what people experience and i think um the instinct to treat it as a coherent class while maybe well-intentioned um ends up obscuring a lot of those variations interesting um so I think there's an element of that that is related to being non-binary, but I also uh, I, I hesitate to say it's like it's a non-binary thing. Right. Um, though I have written about the difficulty of this sort of uh, of navigating medical transition as a non-binary person, I think that's because there's there's sort of inherent scripts that we get from a cis-sexist medical system, um, and there's sort of a, a dealing with those scripts that though as has come up, ironically, in another article that I wrote. Um, uh, those scripts also hold in the case of non-binary people. I mm. think I think we also we, we have to recognize that a lot of our ways of navigating institutions um, and even of articulating our identities are wrapped up in narratives. And I think the mistake is not in uh, looking at those narratives critically, but in assuming that one identity or position is less vulnerable to those narratives than any other. That was a great way to break it I down see. for a math gay. I think yeah. that was literally yeah. perfect. Yeah, I'm an ally. You say math gay. <laughs> the numbers are falling. Blossoming math gay. Yeah. <laughs> an I'm an ally to math gay. <laughs> That's great. I want yeah. that on a pin. Damn it. <laughs> Listen. I um, love my gay fans. <laughs> before we get too far, Tom, you poor thing. Before we get too I'm far, sorry. I would like to pitch our season four question. Oh, mm. yes. To oh, my you, goodness. Alex. I totally forgot. It's a double-pronged question. Take this in whatever direction you would like. The first Shocker. part of it cool. is, <laughs> right? The first part of it is, uh, what does your queer future look like? Or a queer future? doesn't have to be personal to you. Um, and what inspires or gives you hope for this uh, possible queer future? Um, in my queer future, my queer future is a free Palestine. Point blank period. Mm-hmm. Um... And what gives me hope is um, the small successes against all odds of the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. Um, so the BDS movement oh, yeah. comes As a from... Math gay, I don't okay, understand. yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Um, so uh, the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement, or BDS, um, began from a, a, a 2015, not 2015, 2005 uh, letter um, that came from a, a, a coalition of over a hundred um, Palestinian civil society organizations, unions, women's groups, that kind of thing, um, based in Palestine and in uh, the diaspora, um, calling on the international community um, to adopt tactics um, similar to uh, the South African anti-apartheid movement mm-hmm. um, in boycotting, divesting from, and sanctioning um, the state of Israel and affiliated Israeli institutions. Um, and so that is... a uh, uh, it's a, a key site of solidarity um, with uh, international um, anti-colonialism, anti-imperialism, um, and it's uh, broadly supported by Palestinian people. Um, it, a time and again, it's sort of been raised as like this is the way that we sort of deal with um, uh, the violence of Israel, as supported by the United States, as supported by Saudi Arabia, as supported by Canada. Um, Australia and other settler colonial states, um, and uh, I, I think it's it's uh, an exciting movement um, because it comes directly from those affected, um, and we've already seen many successes. But uh, it's also harshly criminalized, um, especially in the United States. Um, so I'm 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 buoyed sort of by the successes of this movement, sort of despite a lot of the odds, um, and especially by um, the good work sort of done by people in my community um, as we sort of uh, make headway against uh, really um, consistent and infuriating <laughs> um, obfuscation. It's fucking amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can learn about this at bdsmovement.net, I believe. Cool. Yeah. We'll write that down and uh, put it in yeah, our... Yeah, we'll put it in our episode notes and oh. links. Thanks, Jesse. Jesse, he got that. He marked that. Can you just do a better job? Thank you. Um, I'm so tired. I think you're doing great. <laughs> we should have told you to not be nice to Jesse yeah. before. Oh, Stan sorry. Yeah. I don't think you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you very much. He's I've changed my mind. He's the hetero patriarchy. Oh. This is a very clunky transition, um, and I'm sure there will be Me. overlap with... <laughs> I'm sure there will be overlap with um, how you just answered our season four question, but what inspires you then to uh, to write and to do your activist work as well? Um, hmm. On some level, and I can't, I can't ignore it. 
I just got to pay some bills. Like, it's just, you know, yeah. truly just like, oh, I'm just going to get to the next fucking month. Um, let me just churn out a fucking take and hope for the best. Um, but also, like, I'm very online. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I've been, like, real logged in for a lot of my um, young adult life, I guess. Can I just say, like, I've, I've known Tumblr posts that you've like, yeah. written that have went viral, and then I met you. That's so like, funny. That it's true, Elliot. That's so funny. Yeah, no, that's... That's me. Um, yeah, she's online. <laughs> she is a, a web entity. Um, so uh, I don't know. I've I've learned a lot through conversation. Like I and um, I'm Jewish. In Judaism, learning is a, a very relational process. Um, there's a, a practice called a chavrusa, where it's like you're you you have a learning partner, um, and you go through a text and you talk about it and you argue about it. And like in the text themselves, they are arguments that are like literally just going through. That's how like the law gets discerned. Um, and so I, I think there's something very important about being part of a conversation um, and plugging into a conversation, explaining it, making it accessible, teasing out sort of uh, key elements. And so that's part of what drives me to write because, um, I don't know, I've really got one skill, mm. so I might as well put it to use. I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> well, I have a couple other skills, but the other ones aren't, well, no, they are marketable. <laughs> yeah. Anything's marketable, let's be uh-huh. honest. Oh, boy. Not legally marketable. I mean, fuck the law, right? Um, you're you're verified on accounts. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, she she's she's verified. Yeah. Oh, uh, you all have to like like the check mark. Is it? A yeah, check on mark? on okay, Twitter. What does that mean? On Twitter, I have a blue check mark. Okay. It means everything and nothing. So like, okay. so I so I got this recently because I started writing more regularly for Extra, um, and I think it would. I thought that verification would be a good sort of um, preventative tool against getting my Twitter account. Um, S-worded again, right? Um, because last time I was mass reported by a bunch of men, <laughs> you know, as one does. Yeah, um, shocking that it was. And, a bunch of men. Um, but uh, and so, so I thought it, would, it might be helpful. Um, I, what's funny is that it lends a, a sort of veneer of legitimacy. Um, I think people think that that makes me more established than I actually am. I'm truly not. Like I'm very precarious, and a lot of Canadian media doesn't touch me because I'm too left wing. Um, and also, I think they're a little bored of the trans thing. Um, oh, in fairness, I am too. We're just in this bitch. You know what I mean? Like I can't, <laughs> I can't not at this point. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that now I'm now I'm officially online. It's official. Well, and and that too. Like, how does it feel to be like a voice? You know, and and I mean, have you gotten any? It's hot. It's, um, it's weird. I don't know. Um, uh, I was at a party the other week, and then like literally two people were like, "Oh, I recognize you." And I was like, huh? Um, they're like, oh, I liked your article in the outline. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> work. Is it, un- um, is it uncomfortable when strangers say that to it's, you? Um, it's interesting because um, when I was younger and newer, I kind of liked the idea of being sort of a public figure. You know, I'm sort of enamored with the idea of a public intellectual. Now, though, and also the more I read, like, for school, the more I, I, I think... Um, you never want to be too big to fail or to, or to realize that you can fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that reminds me of, uh, um, reminds me of something that uh, Edward Said said in sort of the, uh, uh, his last interview, which I, I, I watched recently. It was playing at uh, the Hot Dog Cinema. Um, he talked about, um, uh, he, he's, he's really drawn to challenging ideas, um, to like unsettling kind of thoughts um, and unsettling work. And, that, and also that there's... Um, uh, he, he made this point around uh, the American education system that it sort of uh, it teaches you this uh, this thing called America, and you you go through it, and after you are done, then you become this thing called an American. And it's it, there's a kind of a process of indoctrination, and so it's important to, to sort of constantly be interrogating your thinking. I I worry that if you get caught into the idea of becoming a voice, um, as much as I, I love the sound of my own voice, um, you can get lost in the sauce there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you can sort of uh-huh. see yourself as unduly representative. I see. Um, and so I try to check myself on that as much as possible um, by being in active conversation with people I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, I think also whiteness makes you stupid. Point blank period. Like it's, it, it relies upon certain kinds of unseeing. And so I think being attentive to that is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, I think, too, like, being an academic is obviously much different than being a, a journalist in a sense because it'll be a different community if I ever mm-hmm. fucking write anything that gets published. But uh, my supervisor 
time and again introduces her classes and our meetings and such with just the basic notion to read generously and mm-hmm. to always allow the possibility for authors to change their mind on something that's yeah. written or published, right? And so, right. but a lot of people don't read generously, and a lot of people think that it's that that's you forever. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think also like I've literally like I've gone back to like tweets or whatever. Like yesterday, I did this. Like I, something I tweeted in the morning, and I went back to it, and I was like. Evening Alex isn't agreeing with Morning Alex on this. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's dialectics, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think. I read diary. <laughs> if, I was a, if I was a better Marxist, I would know if that was dialectics. I am so sick of hearing about dialectics that I never, I never want to. It's funny. Again. It goes I want back to. to like, we're all lifelong learners and, you know, you constantly learning, you're constantly changing your mind. But unfortunately, we live in this age where whatever we say online sort of exists mm-hmm. forever which is unfair. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's why cancel culture comes up and, you know... I mean, can, that would be true if cancel culture was real, but I do understand what you're saying. Explain. I mean, cancel culture isn't real. We know it's not real. Like, who, who's been canceled? Who's actually been canceled? Name one person who's been canceled. I mean, they've been talked about still. Yeah, that's fair. Like, no one disappears. Yeah. So, like, also, like, I don't... Cancel culture is only... It, it's not true. It, it's the same way of, of fines, how it's, like... Which means it's legal for rich people mm-hmm. right. like cancel culture is like is means it's like only bad for marginalized people right like and even then there's like subsets of marginalized people like i don't know like azalea banks is still trying to rebound from being canceled and like i forgave her instantly because she's always right um <laughs> i guess my point is that we have to <laughs> allow ourselves to be like you and like, yeah and and have forgiveness and and, and realize that everyone's still growing and learning. Sorry, so, I shouldn't have jumped into correcting. That no, was so please, rude. No, please, please. <laughs> like, you definitely should. I'm talking out of my butthole. It's very our flavor, and also you do that way too often. <laughs> Speaking of talking about your butthole, you bottomed recently. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. You've really outed me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. To I also that. bottomed recently. Congratulations to How did it work? You. Mine didn't go well. It was good. Okay. It was good. <laughs> I don't, um, I'm a top who bottoms. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't identify, I, I think uh, people who over-identify with their uh, sexual positions are You really paint yourself into Dumb as corner. shit. Yeah. Yeah, and Sometimes also, literally, yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also just like, I also think it's like weird. It like stems from this like odd impulse, I think, towards um, like a compulsive kind of political victimization, which I think it, I mostly just attribute to like, um, I think Tumblr just rotted everyone's brains, <laughs> but I don't think that it's just. A lot in my head. <laughs> I don't think it's just that. I think there's also like um, I would blame sort of like the neoliberal marketization of feminism. How like it's it's very convenient for a certain kind of uh, white womanhood and in a way uh, white queers to sort of um, to reduce one's entire political vision to being in the position of oppression and so mm-hmm. then we have people who think they're oppressed by their tops and it's like it's it's literally no one else's fault that you chose to date a man who can't read like right. I don't, <laughs> like i don't know what to fucking tell you um so like bottoming is like not it's not i like as soon as i like stopped thinking about it as a big deal then it like stopped becoming a big deal but like it is annoying when people kind of expect that of me because of all kinds of things when that's just like not really what i want to do and then it becomes a thing where it's like i don't 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 overread too much into my my personal preferences mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's a good time sometimes it's nice to 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 take control by consciously giving up control yeah totally mm-hmm. um very versed and i yeah i definitely get on board with that I'm i really mean versus fake curious <laughs> fine then i'm i'm a bottom who tops if i'm if kidding, I must, I'm kidding. If I must use your your terms tom <laughs> it, it didn't go well for you well no okay just quickly i um you know what? I never had this problem. That's why I was so mad. But I was I had a, had a few bottles of wine and my dick didn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. And like, I really wanted to still make it happen. So I just like slabbed some lube in my butthole and uh-huh. hopped on. Yeah. And as one does. But like you I were ha- on top, you rode you rode him. Yeah. Okay. But I hadn't bottomed in like four years. So and I didn't warm myself up or anything. Wow. And I just slapped Sad. myself right down on it. An impossible task. And it was, it hurt a lot. Yeah. And it still kind of does if I'm going to oh, be no. totally I'm frank. so sorry. No, it's fine. And when did we it all happen? know the repercussions. And when did you, when did it happen? Um, I mean, I'd when... say f- um, six, six days ago. Six days ago and it's still hurting? <laughs> Tom, um, how hard did today, you Hold on. Today it's, oh, no. today it's a little bit better. It's just a bit itchy. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you should get, here, this is actually, this. Uh, you should get uh, Epsom salts. Um, and if you can, like, uh, fill up a bath with warm water as one does and then and put Epsom salts or if you have like a sits bath like which is like a little seat you can put uh, into a, a toilet bowl 
it won't be gross. Trust me. You can just put Epsom salts there, and it's like nice and soothing, and do that for a couple days. There's a deal right, right now on I, I, Loblaws for Epsom salts. Too afraid if you want. I appreciate the advice. I think I'm just gonna be okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. It's just it'll make you feel a little bit better. It yeah. becomes like a cute little pampering thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I have so many questions for for. Is me. Bleep the name. We're obviously gonna bleep that. <laughs> okay. Name. Thank you. We haven't come up with a pseudonym yet. <laughs> Tom, I'm really proud of you. Well, you know, you it's live not in even, No, that's king shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> not even autumn and you're bottoming, so. I know, I'm autumn bottom in winter. Very fucking proud. Oh, yeah. Winter is, I think, a good time for bottoming. Yeah. I don't have any basis for that statement. I think I'm going <laughs> to stay away from that. it from, yeah. for a while. Sure. As one does also. <laughs> you could also try warming up next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Slip a couple fingers in, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fantastic! Oh my gosh! For sharing that. Um, Six so, days. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay today. I'm sorry. We're talking it's about okay this a today. lot. It's okay. Today. <laughs> Alex, you said you're in a relationship. I am. Do yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? A little bit about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, dating my boyfriend for just over three years, <gasps> and I love him very much. Yay! Adorbs. Three years. Holy three shit. Three years. I'm counting from the day that I like took him home from seeing him on the dance floor. absolutely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. those things the, the day is always that's an anniversary that's yeah amazing congratulations <laughs> yeah. thank you good for you yeah and you live together and you do all the no things. we do not which is oh. which is great yeah um i love him very much i love my own space and he loves his own space um which makes it nice then it's like i go over to his place and i'm like oh Weekend at babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's different. Say was... weekend at babies. Weekend at babies. Yeah, we we uh, obsessively call each other baby. It's okay. It's very cute and very annoying. I see. I love yeah. that. I see. Yeah. Cute for your, each other and annoying for each other, or just for it's, everyone else. Um, I I, th- I like say it's annoying just so I'm like, haha, I'm laughing at myself. Ha, I'm getting out ahead of it, but right. um, I genuinely like it a lot. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, being in love is lobotomizing, but in a cute way. Um, I, I don't agree. I agree that it's lobotomizing. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. With I agree that. that it's lobotomizing, but it's in an infuriating way. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Oh well, interesting. Tell me more. Um, well, I, I guess it's. I don't like as a Tiger Gemini again. Like we don't like to be vulnerable. Mm. And yeah, but why do you really not want to be vulnerable? Um, I don't know because I'm scared and I hate myself. Okay. And I'm worried that everyone will find out that I'm a garbage person. So it's sc- no 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 so so it's scary it's scary to be in love because then it's like you're you're quite vulnerable with someone you're exactly. kind of showing your true self like and yet I, they I, like I, you I despite sort of all that around town like a king at all times yeah. because nobody really knows me but clearly they like you despite all that yes so but you must no, be doing something when right is, when is the curtain going to be thrown open you know I I, mean? I know what you mean I share those fears um but like clearly you're doing something right mm-hmm. yeah. We'll see. Not bottoming, right? That's for sure. Yeah. yeah well, and right. yet, and yet, this person is still in your life. That's true. And yet. So perhaps you're not as garbage filled as you think. That's a very nice. Is that the headline of the article that you're going to write about Tom? <laughs> the expose. Oh no, I'm not going to write an article about Tom. <laughs> Please. So yeah, right. You only cover interesting topics. I forgot. <laughs> How dare you? Please. Yeah. No. 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 I don't know you that well. We'll have to sit down and have another conversation. Um, I can pretend to be a, a like a, 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 I love doing this. This is a, a horrible, annoying cancer thing, but I love doing like a, no, but how do you really feel? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, get beneath, beneath those layers that are beneath. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. I only surround myself with cancers, so. Okay. I feel at home with you anyway. Cool. Is that what you tried to Hot. fight my brother that one time? <laughs> okay, you're outing me a lot tonight. And I don't yeah, this is, so, this is so chaotic. <laughs> it's really fun, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for Alex, what if I tell us what you're to? working on right now, if anything? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a piece for the outline about how Canada is fake. Okay. Um, it's a, a massive pyramid scheme for a bunch of oil and mining companies, and everyone knows it, um, but I won't admit it. Um, and that's sort of like, um, I guess, tangentially um, written to sort of uh, call attention to what's happening in uh, uh, Wet'suwet'en, um, which is uh, in territory that's sort of uh, uh, occupied by the province of British Columbia. Um, it is legally and I guess morally, not Canada. It is not Canadian land. Um, and yet the RCMP is enforcing um, uh, this company called Coastal Gaslink um, to drive a, um, a pipeline through uh, what's Wet'suwet'en sovereign territory, um, which is uh, occupying uh, the sovereign territory of another political entity, which is a violation of international law. Um, and so... Uh, 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 the people of, of Wet'suwet'en issued a, a I guess, a, a toolkit for supporters um, 
and uh, one of the sort of things on there was to draw international media attention to what's going on. Um, so I'm sort of thinking from that place. Um, another thing that I'm working on is um, sort of about uh, facial feminization surgery, which I had a very good conversation about um, today, sort of about the kind of politics of me being talking about this as someone who has not gotten that surgery. Um, in, inter interested in, in looking at um, FFS as uh, a, both a way out of and a window into sort of the 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 particular kind of violences of a privatized um, cis-sexist medical system. Um, but I'm not really interested in, in approaching this in a way that sort of um, reflects negatively on people who get FFS because um, people I know who've gotten it fucking love it. Um, and they look amazing. Mm -hmm. And I really want it. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of bad critiques. Um, the impulse in a lot of writing is always to sort of um, dehumanize and... Uh, and villainize trans women, yeah. which is not what I want to do at all right. because that's my community. Right. Um, and I think all of our decisions are made from a place of uh, uh, love and strength. And so I, I want to sort of speak to that and, and position this as sort of uh, people trying to claim autonomy over their bodies. That's really fucking exciting. We're going to, yeah. when those come out, we're going to plug those on our platforms too. Absolutely. Definitely. How can our listeners find you? Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, my handle is degendering. Uh, it's spelled the way you think it is. Um, and you can go to my website, which is Alex Verman, A-L-E-X-V-E-R-M-A-N.com. Um, I don't know. And I'm around. Cool. It's fantastic. Very cool. We have, we have something to ask you now. We have, we have a few questions to write Yeah, we do. Sure. We do are you ready for the um, quoffing round? Oh, I'm ready. What are your pronouns? They and she. What is your favorite swear word? I say faggot all the time, but I don't know if that's a swear word. So I guess fuck. Mm. Fucking faggot, maybe? <laughs> uh, yes. What's your favorite body part? Um, I love my chest. And on other people, I like their chests. Mm. So, chest. <laughs> I was just silently whispering, yes. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> uh, ooh. Uh, Moonstruck. Oh my god, I love Moonstruck. Yeah, What's taste. your favorite mythical creature? I'm going to be a, a, a good little Ashkenazi Jew and say golem. Oh, what is your favorite noise? Uh, <laughs> celebrity crush. Uh, Hamid Sano. Queer icon. Me and all my friends. Yes. Um, what do you wish you knew more about? Um, how to support those in my life. What would your friends say is your best quality? My tits. What are you most grateful for? My tits. <laughs> what do you hate about straight culture? <laughs> you want to do it so bad. I know. I want to say my tits, but I can't do it. Um, <laughs> the absence of my tits. Um, men. <laughs> um, what's your queer superpower? My tits. <laughs> what's your biggest queer fear? Um, <sighs> bottoming and it hurts for six days. <laughs> Truly horrifying. Truly fuck, horrifying. fuck. What's your queer <laughs> mantra? Um, you like that, baby? <laughs> Fucking amazing. Okay, that's that was all we got. That was flawless. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you look over Tom's perched shoulder, you're gonna see two entities. Um, they're portraying a very specific uh, ethos, and I would like you to describe it for our listeners. Yeah, so it's a, it's a picture of uh, the co-hosts. <laughs> um, <laughs> the nicest thing you've yeah, ever said. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's two um, truly um, puzzling porcelain cats, much larger than I was expecting <laughs> when I was informed that they would be here. Yes. Um, yes. And they're in, um, I guess, costume store wigs. Um, <laughs> Really trashy. Um, one of them is wearing what looks like a sleep mask, and the other is a ball gag. Um, and a position near them is a, a bottle of fuck water lube, taste, um, and five bottles of rush. Oh, no, of, of poppers. I think three of which are rush. One of them is a brand I don't recognize, and the other is Jungle Juice Platinum. Um, again, eyesight. taste. Very good eyesight. Um, 
And I'm also in a very nice apartment. Um, <laughs> how much more of this scene do we want me to That's lay out? No, you like, okay, good. One last question. Like, what are these entities making you feel? Like, what do they strike Horny. into your heart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how could you not, I guess? Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs> Is there another answer? No. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we should move on to the silver La- lining. Yeah, lastly, we do a double rainbow. Double rainbow. Back, and we'd like to know, like, what was cute about your week? Like, what was a highlight that keeps you, keeps you on going? Um, hmm. Think. Um, do you want Elliot to go first? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Mine is I... Um, my mom texted me today and asked if it was appropriate if she introduced her pronouns to her students as she, her, and they, them. And it just made me so happy because my mom's also in education and oh. educating educators. And my mom's a fucking unicorn. Yeah, it was wonderful. That's sweet. Uh, made me very happy. Yeah. Thomas, what's yours? Um, um, fuck, I don't want to talk about my fucking boyfriend again, but I guess I will. Do it. Um, we've just been fucking a lot. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's nice, except that like we broke his bed and we smashed my window. <laughs> okay, and hurt your ass. ass. And then last <laughs> night we broke my bed. Oh my god! And so it's becoming a very expensive relationship. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> the window. Uh, do you want to save that for a story time later? No, it's fine. There's no really story. We were just. I had to. Originally, my bed was up against the window, mm-hmm. and he claims that his head smashed the window, but I think ass. it was the bed fr- the bed post, <laughs> which is now broken. Oh my... Wait, 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 so wait. at two in the morning, we had to, like, sort of dismantle my bed last night and, like, move it into the hallway and then move a, move the box spring in. It was, we were, like, laughing. My poor roommate. I have one single last question. Did your bed frame break from underneath, or did... Did the like Good question. boards on the side break? Logistic no, we board. broke through the bottom. What the, the fuck? Yeah. Wow. True. I, I feel like this is actually a technical issue. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think this is. Um, it's great that you're fucking a lot. It sounds like you need to fuck differently. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> or or in a different. If I can space? be so bold, yeah, yeah space, like on the floor. Maybe. You should yeah. hire one of those like break. You know, like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we are a little bit. Like, We're in a sling. Gorillas playing rugby. We're in a sling, like. Really get weird with it. Why not? Yeah, you know what? You're valid. Thank you for that. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, Truly, double rainbow was this moment. That was chaotic. (laughs) Um, I I also had good sex this week. Um, uh, Every time my boyfriend texts me, I'm like, oh, here's baby. Um, Oh, that's so cute. After three years. Um, Oh, I made really good dinner last night. That was nice. What did you make? Um, I made like a uh, uh, my mom makes like the, it's, it, it was like my comfort food when I was a kid. It was like a, it, it's like a casserole, it's extremely cheesy, and I've just made a, a better, spicier version of it. And every time I make it, it gets better. Um, I also got really high and just like ate that and watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. That was sick. So good. That sounds no, like a perfect fucking that. night. Yeah, it was a good night. Yes, you have to watch that. You do. Yeah. Well, that was fantastic. Can you do you want to plug your handle one last time? Yeah, it's a uh, uh, degendering on Twitter. My website is my name alexverman dot com, and uh, also I, I write a, a occasional newsletter um, which has stuff that I can't really fit into essays. I, I put um, reading recommendations and uh, general hot takes. Um, so you can find that at alexverman dot substack dot com, um, and that's all I can think of. Beautiful. Awesome. Alex, thank you so much. This was amazing. Thanks thank for coming. you. Please return sometime yes. when you're working on something new. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> and, and until then, we'll see, see you all next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?